preached last night, it was a little bit different because I hadn't preached on a Saturday night. And you, don't, you almost always just naturally get up and say good morning. <laughs> and so it's like, oh, what do I say? Okay. So um, some of you may know me, some of you may not. Uh, I'm Craig Brandt, and I'm part of the finance team of the church. We have been doing that for about three years, and James joined me a couple of years ago to uh, start working on that. And by the way, if any of you are interested, uh, we could really use uh, one or two more people to be a part of that team uh, to help us as we uh, work with the finances of the church. It's really simple. We only meet a couple of times a year, and and uh, then we just kind of talk informally uh, at other times as different things are going on. But but we could, we could use more than just two minds. I know that the two of us have great minds, but... Um, you know, we could, we could always use a little help. Uh, and so if you're interested in that, just, uh, you know, talk to one of us about it, uh, and, and we'll uh, be glad to let you help us with that. Um, and James is going to uh, talk about the budget a little bit, uh, a little bit later, uh, and, and he'll explain some of that. But I, I want to draw your attention to two boxes in the back of the room. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed them before. But uh, they're, they're on the wall, and they say tithes and offerings. And so I want to talk a little bit about what that is, uh, but also really want to talk about and focus on benevolence uh, this morning. And so uh, what is a tithe? Just real simple, not going to you know, dig too deep into it, but a, but a tithe is simply the biblical command to give a tenth of what God provides for you to the church. Uh, in the Old Testament, it was called the temple we don't really use the term temple uh, in, in our uh, particular denomination, but we use the term church. And so it's simply the giving of a tenth of what God has provided for us to the, back to the church, to, to do the ministry of the church. What is the offering? Well, an offering is what we give to God over and above the tithe. So those are really two simple definitions that I think that all of us can remember. Uh, offering is over and above the tithe. Uh, the tithe is a tenth of what we receive. But I want to talk to you a little bit about some examples of an offering. And, I, and most of you probably have one of these envelopes that were on your seat. Uh, if not, they're, maybe they all got taken last night. We can, we can pray. But uh, this is one example of an offering. Uh, and it's the Lottie Moon Christmas offering that we do every year at Southern Baptist. We give to Lottie Moon. It goes to our international missions. Uh, and it funds missionaries throughout the world. We have missionaries uh, probably in every country, uh, even the ones you're not allowed to. And they're not called missionaries there. They're usually called teachers uh, or some other uh, job that they need, some other specialty that they need. And they're there sharing the gospel in some very dangerous places and very dangerous situations. And we pull all this money together. We send it to uh, the Southern Baptist Convention, and they make sure all those missionaries are taken care of. Um, and so take this, uh, pray about this. We do this uh, through Christmas uh, and, and give as God would lay on your heart. Um, also along with this is there's, some, there's prayer guides of how you can pray for our international missionaries. Uh, and they're on the back table back there. Take one of these home, use them uh, to pray for the missionaries that we have uh, throughout the world. Then uh, another Southern Baptist mission offering is the Annie Armstrong Easter offering. 
Pentecost. So we took that the two major holidays and we made them uh, offerings. And uh, so, you know, that one uh, takes care of North American missions and is, is primarily focus, focused in North America. Used to just be uh, in the United States, but uh, a few years back they expanded that to, to all of North America. Uh, and so that's that offering, and we'll talk about that some more as, that, as we get closer to Easter. Uh, then, you know, another offering you might think about is, uh, you know, a lot of people support Caleb or another Christian radio ministry. That's an offering when you're giving that uh, to another ministry. Uh, or uh, child sponsorship. Um, I know my, my oldest son and his wife, they sponsor a couple of children uh, somewhere in Africa. I don't remember which country. But uh, they have a couple of children that they sponsor. I wish they'd sponsor their own child here uh, and give me grandchildren. But, you know, that's a whole other story. <clears throat> um, but uh, they've been married six years. It's time. Come on. Um, but child sponsorship is another type of, uh, of offering. But the one I want to talk about a little bit today is benevolence and benevolence offering. So what is a benevolence offering? Well, uh, as a benevolence uh, is when you give to the church... And we put it in what we call our benevolence fund. You'll see that on our, on our budget. Uh, and as we have needs that arise within our church family, we then are able to assist those families within our church uh, with whatever need that, they, that may arise. Pastor Matt, uh, I haven't asked him how many calls he gets a month, but I'm sure it's several. Uh, as a pastor, I know I got a lot of calls every month uh, with different people within the church that needed help. You know, maybe they've lost their job suddenly, uh, and they need help getting, getting through for a couple of months, or maybe just, you know, some kind of financial emergency has happened in their family, and they don't have money for food, uh, or, any, or don't have money to pay the electric bill. Well, this is the opportunity for us as a church family to have that money set aside so that we can help those families within our church that have whatever emergency they have, and we don't ever share uh, you know, that information with the, the church body, uh, because a lot of times it's very private, uh, what's going on within a, within a family. But we just want to have that available so that we can help with that. And so, uh, in the back, there'll, there'll, there'll be these offering envelopes that you can use for all of your offerings. Um, this is really simple. For the next few weeks, as we do the Lottie Moon Christmas offering, we, we want you to also consider uh, this time of year can be one of the hardest times for families. Uh, it can be very difficult financially. So we'd like you just to take one of these, pray about it, see what the Lord lays on your heart. And this offering's to to God. It's not really to the church. What does God lay on your heart to give? And under other, just mark that and put benevolence. And uh, Brenda will make sure it gets to the right place so that we can use it, so that Pastor Matt can use it to minister to the families within our church that are hurting. Uh, let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1 through 5. And I want to talk about how, how giving is a part of worship. As we give, as we uh, give to the Lord through our tithes, our offerings, as we give to the Benevolence Fund to, to serve others within our church family. This is an act of worship. So it says, Now, brethren, we wish to make known to you the grace of God, which has been given in the churches of Macedonia, that in a great ordeal of affliction, their abundance of joy 
and their deep poverty overflowed in the wealth of their liberality. For I testify that according to their ability and beyond their ability, they gave of their own accord, begging us with much urging for the favor of participation in the support of the saints. And this, not as we had expected, but they first gave themselves to the Lord and to us by the will of God. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we thank you for for the ability to to worship you in this way. Now, a lot of times we don't think about uh, the fact that it's a blessing to be able to give, that it's a blessing to be able to, to worship you through our giving. And Father, I just pray that uh, you would, would touch our hearts, that you would uh, show us your will, and Father, that you would use us to, to help those who are needing in our community and in our church. And, and Lord, I, I pray that you would use me this morning, that you'd speak through me, that my words would not be mine, but that they would be your words, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So, so notice in that last verse that it says that they gave themselves to God first. And I think that's key. You know, it's really hard uh, for some people to give, period. And I think it's impossible unless they've given themselves to God first. Uh, it's, uh, so it's an act of worship. You know, they gave themselves to God and then they gave to support the ministry of Paul. Also look at Acts chapter 2, and you're going to have it up here. And, and if I squint, uh, know that I couldn't find my preaching Bible. I haven't preached in a while. Uh, and, you know, the preaching Bible is the Bible you buy with the large print. <laughs> so, uh, um, but in, in Acts chapter 4, verses 44 through 45, says, and all of those who had believed were together and had all things in common. And they began selling their property and possessions and were sharing them with all as anyone might have need. I want you to think about the, the testimony of this passage. So first of all, uh, think about the time that this was happening. You know, this was right after... Jesus has, has ascended into heaven, and the apostles, the Holy Spirit has come upon them, and they're, they're, they're really uh, reaching a lot of people in Jerusalem. Uh, if you read through the, the second chapter of Acts, you see that there, there were 3,000 people being added to their church daily. Um, now, that's amazing to me, first of all. Uh, we don't usually see that happening in, in this country. Uh, there are some countries throughout the world that uh, that is happening, and that has been happening. Uh, but 3,000 people are being added to their, to their numbers every day. And at that point, it wasn't really legal under the Roman Empire to worship God, to worship Jesus. Uh, and so uh, there were needs in the church family. Um, and so they were, those who had, gave what they had to the church to provide for the needs of those in the church that couldn't. And they didn't have. Uh, and so the testimony of that is what I want us to, to think about for just a minute. You know, as that's happening within the church family, and those, those non-believing uh, friends, those non-believing uh, people that were looking in, 
Can you imagine what they must have been thinking? Wow. You mean that's, that's what this Christianity thing's all about? You mean that as a church family, they took care of your needs? You didn't have to go to someone else? You didn't have to go outside of the church to, to have the food that you needed? That's, that's a testimony that, that I hope that we will be able to have as a church family to where uh, as we give, as we give to the Benevolence Fund, as we're able to take care of the needs within the church family. You know, there's always uh, non-believing family members that know the struggles you're going through. And the testimony to them of being able to say, well, how did you take care of that? Well, God took care of it through his church. That's quite a testimony. Uh, and, and sometimes it's those little things that can bring that non-believing family member, that non-believing friend to say, you know, maybe I ought to look at this a little deeper. You know, I've, I've kind of excused that for a while. You know, I, that's, that's happened in my own life. Uh, you know, there were times uh, mainly when I was in the military station at, at, in England where we ran into some times when we didn't have enough food. And there were people at work that knew I didn't have enough food for my, my wife and my child. But I remember one, one night uh, we, we had a, a home group in our, in our home, a home Bible study, and we hadn't said anything to anybody. But apparently uh, one of the, 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 our, our good friends who was attending had looked in our cupboard and knew. And that, that week uh, we had no money. We had no idea how we were going to provide for, for the, the food for that next week. And the night of our Bible study, everyone in the Bible study brought a bunch of food to our house. We hadn't told anyone. That's the way God provides through the church family. Um, and that was a testimony to people that, didn't, that knew what we were going through. You know, I, I was able to go back to work the next day and say, you know, the most amazing thing happened. Our church family provided for our needs. God provided through them. Um, so giving is a part of, of worship. It's part of, of, of showing God that, that we worship him. Giving is also an act of obedience. And turn to Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9 and 10. Honor the Lord from your wealth and from the first of all your produce. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. Honor the Lord. This is not saying you, you might ought to. Might be able to. I can go to several other passages if, throughout Scripture if we had time. Uh, but uh, I don't want to keep you here till this evening. And we have another service at 1030. So, uh, but there, there's passages all through Scripture talking about commanding that we give. Honor the Lord with your, your wealth and first fruits. But I want you to look at the promise that's, that's put there. It's not just about a command to do. But God gives us a promise in this verse. And I'm going to take you over to Malachi 3.10. That, that just ties in really well with this verse. But God gives us a promise in this. That if we will honor him in this way. If we will respect him with what he has provided for us. It says, so your barns will be filled with plenty. And your vats will overflow with new wine. They didn't really have bank accounts, so you know their, their barns were where they stored their, their provisions. But in, in 
Malachi 3.10, it says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. So there's your command. That there may be food in my house. Test me in this. Anyone remember any other passage in Scripture where it says test God? This is it. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see that I will not open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. That's quite the promise. And I will tell you, I have witnessed that happen so many times throughout my own life where when I was faithful, God delivered. God uh, did what he said in this passage, in this verse, through tithes and through offerings. God, if we're faithful, if we will act in obedience to him, he will bless us. So back to our benevolence part, because the, the tithe is one thing. But as we talk about offering, and as we've talked about giving generously, and as you see these boxes up here where we've been uh, gathering up to send overseas to children that don't have anything, that's, that's part of that giving. That's part of, this is an offering, by the way, as we're giving this to God to be used overseas. <clears throat> you know, during the holidays, it can be such a difficult time for people. So, so as we give benevolently to the Lord for that, but there, there are some other things that, that we want to um, just, just bring to you and ask. We want, we want to ask your help this morning. And uh, Pastor Matt didn't know about this until last night, and now he knows. But uh, just, just want, you know, our, our pastor and his family have moved. They moved into a new home. And uh, we also have our music minister and their family. And so we want to do uh, what's called a pounding. Uh, and I talked to Steve and Gloria Bonner about it, and they, they kind of helped me get the right terminology. Uh, but uh, I don't know how many of you are familiar with the, the old-fashioned pounding. Uh, you know, more recently it's been called a pantry shower. Uh, but uh, we're not pounding on the pastor. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, last night they had a better uh, thing up here. I had a better thing up here, but it made everyone hungry the whole service, so I brought these instead. Um, but, you know, just a, a staple, something we want you to bring it for the next couple of weekends. Uh, and we're going to put it up here, right in front, so everyone can see it. Uh, it probably won't stay the full two weekends because, you know, we, we want to make sure we don't get uh, th little crawly things around here. But we'll probably clear it out every weekend. But uh, for our pastors, for their families, we just want to provide for them by bringing food. Uh, I think staples probably the best idea. I uh, don't think we want uh, milk and things like that that can go bad. But uh, you know, bring, bring food that can go in their pantry. Let's fill up their pantries and, and provide for them in that way. And uh, so I, I ask you to join with me in that for the next couple of weeks uh, as we show our, our love for our pastor and for our pastors and their families. Uh, and uh, I'm going to ask Matt if he'll come and lead us in a prayer. Uh, and uh, then we'll turn it over to James.
My name is James Trevelyan. Uh, I usually come Saturday night, and so many of you are probably like, who's this guy and what is he doing up here? Uh, but uh, I, uh, I have the privilege of co-leading the uh, youth group with uh, Corey and, and Katie Carroll, and um, I also serve on the finance team and probably wear a couple other hats. But uh, I'm here today to, uh, to talk a little bit about our, our church budget. I just saw some of you kind of go, <laughs> don't worry, um, we're not going to go into all the numbers. The, the budget itself is available on the back table by the sound uh, area over there, and so uh, you can take a look at that. I don't know that we've done that here at Paragon, uh, not since I've been here, uh, actually show you the budget and show you what, what we do. Um, and, uh, and we thought uh, this year that was just something that we need to, to make transparent and to show you where, as a church body, where our giving uh, is, is put to use. And so um, as we've talked about this living generously, giving generously, uh, we've talked about giving joyfully, we've talked about uh, giving obediently, and, um, and so we want to talk a little bit about where all these tithes and offerings that are, that are put in those boxes in the back, we want to talk a little bit about where those are used. Uh, one of our, our significant areas that we, we use uh, our budget is supporting our pastor and supporting our worship leader. Um, I'm sure that uh, many of us have, have at some point called Pastor Matt and said, hey, something's going on. I could use your prayer. I could use your support. Uh, can you send out a, a prayer email? Um, you know, Jerome has a lot of you that, that he has interacted with, and, and every weekend we have the privilege of, of being led in worship uh, through his gifts and abilities, and, and that's, that's huge. That's a big deal. Um, you know, we want to make sure that, that Matt and Jerome both can focus on the ministries that, that God has given them without having to worry about where, where food is coming from. Um, you know, back, in, uh, back in the time of the New Testament, uh, the, uh, the Jewish congregations prior to the, the time of Christ would gather together in a synagogue, and in that synagogue, they would have 10 families that, that composed that synagogue at a minimum, and those 10 families would each give a tenth of income, and then that 100% batch of income would go to support their rabbi. And so that model was adopted by the church to have someone who could focus full-time on doing ministry. And that's a huge part of what we do, and so you'll see that in our budget. We want to make sure that, that our staff are taken care of, and they don't have to worry about where things come from. And so that is, that is a significant part of our budget, and uh, we are honored to be able to do that and to do it joyfully. Another huge part of our budget that, that we support, a very important part, is our children's ministry. Um, we support uh, in the back uh, each weekend. We have our nursery, and we also have a, a preschool and early elementary ministry that we do. Um, you know, I've been in churches in some places in uh, Latin America where the kids just kind of run around in the middle of service the whole time, and, and it can be kind of distracting. Um, we also want to have a time where the kids can, can focus on, on learning God's Word in a way that's age-appropriate for them. And, uh, and they're also welcome to sit in the service, but we have a, an area that's there if, if uh, families want to use that. And that is, a, that is huge. That is important. We also do Paragon Kids. Uh, two nights ago, we had our, our Paragon Kids meeting. And, uh, you know, for some reason, the kids call me Mr. Beard. I don't know what the, what the deal is with that, but uh, I, I get to help run the, the computer for that. And, uh, and that is a really neat ministry. Um, by the way, if you haven't brought your kids to that, uh, we, we serve dinner, and your, your tithes and offerings support that. Uh, we serve dinner so that as families are coming home from work, uh, you don't have to worry about, oh, well, we've got this thing at church, 
and we don't know if we can come home, make dinner, then bring the kids. Well, just bring the kids, we'll feed them, and then and you and your spouse go out on date night. We'll watch the kids for you and teach them the Bible. It's a pretty sweet deal. So next Paragon Kids is in December, and, uh, and you can be a part of that. But uh, we also have families that support that through their time. Uh, the the Lentcoop family supported us uh, last uh, two nights ago at Paragon Kids, and, uh, and did it joyful. The whole family was there. Uh, the boys were running around with the kids, and the girls were, were watching the nursery. And it was just a phenomenal thing to see that happen. And so not only is it the, the money end of that, it's also the time end of that. And so that's a part of what your giving, our giving as a church, goes to support. Uh, shameless self-promotion a little bit. Uh, we have our student ministry, and your giving goes to support that. Uh, normally, we meet on weeknights. Uh, we do a, a Wednesday night at 630 for our youth group, we won't meet this week because it's Thanksgiving holiday, but we'll be back the next week. And uh, we also have a youth discipleship group that meets at my house at 2 p.m. on Sundays today. So if you, if you want to come, just come see me afterwards. But uh, a little shameless self-promotion there. But, uh, but our student ministry is supported by your tithes, your offerings, your giving of your time and of your finances. We also support outreach and discipleship ministries, the connection groups. Hopefully, you're plugged into a connection group where you can gather with other believers, study God's word, and do life together. Uh, that's, a, that's a significant part of what we do at Paragon. And if one of those groups says, hey, we, we want to do this book study, we've bought books, but someone can't afford their book. They're going through a hard time. There's a budget item for that. Uh, somebody says, hey, we want to do this video study, but the curriculum's kind of expensive, and maybe we could use a little help with that. There's, a, there's an item for that in, in our budget. So that's something that you support. Whenever we show up at a parade and there's a fee to use the, the parade float, uh, you know, last, uh, last time we did a parade, we passed out bottles of water and, uh, and put some things on that. And so your giving goes to support that and to support those outreach ministries. Uh, a very important part of our budget we hope to increase in the future as we grow is our missions giving part of the budget. Uh, one thing that we support, uh, you know, you've heard the term Southern Baptist thrown around, and that means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. But really the heart of, of why we cooperate with the Southern Baptist Convention is a little thing called the cooperative program. And you'll see that as a line item on the budget. The cooperative program was, was established in the 1800s. There's a bunch of little churches that, that felt God calling them to support missions work uh, all over the world. And these little churches got together and said, how on earth can each one of us send missionaries? They said, well, let's do it together. Let's pool those resources together and send missionaries out of that. And so the cooperative program, when we give to that, there's a chunk of that that stays right here in New Mexico. Uh, your giving to the cooperative program is supporting a church plant that just got started in South Valley. There's another one that's starting in January in Old Town, Albuquerque. Uh, there's church plants all over the state. They're all being started because of your giving to the cooperative program. Uh, we also support international missions. You've seen the envelopes and, and heard about the Lottie Moon Christmas offering. But the great thing about the cooperative program, if you've ever been in, a, in another flavor of Baptist church or, or other kinds of churches, uh, I know when I started out in ministry, I was in a different kind of Baptist church. And in that church, every weekend, it was another missionary couple coming and asking for money because they, they were trying to raise support so that they could go overseas. And it was just a constant stream of it. And instead of that, what we have as, as a cooperating Southern Baptist church, uh, what we have is a missionary force that actually gets paid a salary. They have retirement benefits. When their car breaks down in the middle of the Sahara, there's, there's support staff to help them with that. 
and so as, as a part of cooperating in that program, that missions force can go and do the work of the ministry, and when they show up, it's to say thank you, not we can't provide for our family. And so that is a beautiful thing, and that's a, a part of what our budget goes to support. We also support Central Association, which is a, a group of our, our sister churches here in the Albuquerque metro area. And uh, they've been a big support to us as we have grown as a church, and so we give back to that. And we also support the McCombs. Uh, you may have met them. I believe they came to speak last year. Uh, they're missionaries in Africa, and uh, they've been through some pretty rough stuff, but one thing they haven't had to worry about is your support. And so that is something that we also give generously and joyfully to. So as you look at the budget, I'm not going to go over each thing. As you look at that, if you have any questions about that, Craig and I are available after service. Feel free to give us a call if you need our contact information. Matt's got that. But um, another significant aspect of your giving to the congregation, to the church, is that your giving supports the future. You may have heard us up here at some point talking about uh, the, the building and that our lease is going to be up. And all of that is, is still coming down the pipe. Uh, our lease on this building will be up next October. And so we will have to have a new place to meet at that time. And uh, we've been looking at all kinds of different options. And, and so far, those doors have just closed one after another. So join us in prayer for that. Join us in praying that God will open the right door at the right time and help us to see that. Um, your leadership team has been very diligent looking at available properties and places to rent uh, we're not really in a position to, to purchase anything unless one of you wins the lottery or God sells some cattle on a thousand hills and we're able to do that. But, uh, uh, but that, is, that is something that we are praying for. If, if God wants us to, to build a building, he'll provide for that. And uh, we, we are praying that God will open the doors and show us where, where that needs to, to happen. Uh, last weekend, just to give you an idea of, of why we need a new space, last weekend, 191 people attended through the three services last weekend. It's phenomenal. I don't know where they fit. You know, I normally come Saturday night, and we had, I think, 60 people in that service alone. I don't know where everybody fit. <laughs> but uh, 191 people attended last weekend. We have less than a year left on our lease here, and uh, when we do relocate, there's going to have to be some, some expenses in, in refurbishing that building or, or suiting it to, to what we do. And so that, that is a big expense that's coming and uh, we do have a building fund. Um, I know we've been pitching a bunch of different things that you can give to, um, and not to guilt you into something else, but that is available if you feel God leading you to give to, to the building fund. That is also an offering that you can make. Um, our kids' ministry is, is growing in a big way. Last weekend, of that 191 people that came, 60 were in the back in the children's ministry through the three services. Yeah, six zero sixty. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know where they fit. <laughs> you've been back there and you've seen that space. I have no idea where they put all those kids. And, uh, and as we continue to grow, that space is just not sufficient for that. Uh, our children's ministry leadership has been, been envisioning all kinds of things they would love to do on Sunday mornings with our kids. And, uh, and we just don't have the space to do it. And so that is something that, that we feel God leading us to do. But uh, we, we are going to need a new location for that. Another area that, uh, that Pastor Matt has talked about and our leadership team has talked about is growing our connection groups, and uh, we feel that a new space might accommodate some of that growth. Uh, we want every member of Paragon and every attender of Paragon to be involved 
in a connection group, and that, that is a huge part of our growth and discipleship, and, uh, and we feel that a, another space would help us accommodate that better. But another vision that, that we, we feel God, is, as a leadership team, we've discussed this, particularly our, our ministry staff, and uh, one area that, that we have talked about growing in and developing in is special needs ministry. Um, you've seen, uh, you know, especially our pastor and his family, they've kind of uh, uh, taken that on as a, as, a, as a family ministry in a big way. But uh, we feel that God is calling our church to, be, to accommodate families with special needs kids. And uh, if you, uh, I, I had the privilege of uh, being involved in the, uh, the Down Syndrome buddy walk with the Sellers family a couple of months ago. And, um, you know, that's a, that's a really unique area of ministry. And that's an area that not very many churches are, are tackling, and, and it's an area that continues to grow. I believe the, the last number I heard was something like 20% of, of families are, are dealing with special needs issues and kids that, that, uh, that have special needs. And so we feel that God is calling our church to provide a place for kids with special needs, whether that's expanding our, our existing kids' ministry to have a little more space in each room so that those kids can participate with the, the existing groups, or whether that's having a completely different area for that. Um, we're, we're still kind of feeling that out, but we, we feel God's calling loud and clear on that. Um, families with special needs kids uh, sometimes just don't have a place to be on Sunday morning. Uh, they, their kids... Uh, it, you know, sometimes they, they interact in unpredictable ways in the middle of church services, and uh, that's difficult to accommodate, and it can be embarrassing for that family. And so rather than, than trying, to, trying to, to make that work, they just don't come, and that's sad. Um, whether it's Christians who, who don't have a church home or people who aren't Christians that need a place to be. And so our leadership team has felt God's call on that loud and clear. And so uh, as, we, as we seek a new facility, that is an area that, that we hope to expand as we, as we look around and, and see where God's going to take us. But all of this to say that as we, as we wrap up the last couple of weeks of, of generous giving, generous living, uh, giving joyfully, uh, giving obediently, uh, giving, um, giving of our time, giving of our finances, uh, we're, we're about to celebrate communion. And as we do that, uh, I reflect on, on what I think is the ultimate reason for giving. Um, you know, I, I have one son right now. I mean, it, that could change in the future, but uh, he is my only son. And if you've seen him, he's a cute little guy. He's not here this morning because they attended last night, and he's kind of sniffly. We didn't want to share that, that with people. But, uh, but he's all I've got. And God gave his only son for us. And so when we give... That is us becoming more like God. And that, to me, is the ultimate reason why we give, because God gave to us. And as we celebrate communion, and we have Pastor Matt come up and, uh, and lead us in that, but as we celebrate communion, that, that's it. That's why we give generously, because God gave to us generously. So, Father, I thank you for your provision for this church. I thank you for our pastor and his family. I thank you for our worship leader and his family. And Father, I pray that as you continue to, to expand and grow this church and its ministries, that uh, everything we do would be for your honor and for your glory, that everything we do would, uh, would please you and, and that you would guide us and direct us as we seek a new place to meet. We praise you and we thank you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.